What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Hello, Mike. Oh, God. I was wondering why you were smirking so much. I need to stop looking at my phone right before this thing happens. Irritating things happen right before the show. <laughs> and then the whole show's run. Yep. I'm not, I'm not talking to the show. Monday morning podcast has become... I'm just done. <laughs> Literally looked at the phone one time for the oh. wrongs. Nope, I'm out. Nope. You know what today is? Let me, let me take it from here because this is all I'm going to do. Oh, my God. Today you're going to get an intimate look at the sports boy. Jesse, take it away. You've got... Let's make it another 43 minutes minimum. Yep contractually and then you're good i am so concerned about anyone who doesn't care about brady today because you are not gonna love the first opening first three and a half hours yeah that's what we call an homage <laughs> um i i had a great time watching sports this weekend how about you mike i don't care about anything sports anymore <laughs> at all did did the in your mind was there a part of you was like huh i guess the podcast is done Oh, not just a podcast, just my rooting interest in life. Just all yep. business associated things. I'm yeah. good. Um, I think that we're having a fire sale on my 51% of this brand. <laughs> I know what Who the wants value is. Come work with Sports Boy. We're going to have a great time. I got all the sound effects. Oh, those sound <laughs> and, they, and those don't work either. <laughs> <laughs> kind of works. That's actually a nice little foreshadow of what this is going to be. There you go. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I think uh, once the I want to hear Tom say general it. malaise wears off, uh, I think you'll be back. Yeah, you like that? I'm using my vocab this week. I want everyone to think malaise. I'm smart. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah, I think we just go get right into it. Give it the rundown first. The rundown. Um, I just need a sound effect. I'm yeah, tired of saying. I am not <laughs> mad if you get rid of that at all. Uh, you're doing good with. Oh, you're you're happy. You know what I was gonna say all show now. We're having a good time. We're having a good time. Dusty, Dusty Slay. If Dusty Slay's listening, he might be the funniest oh comedian I've heard. I hated, hated, hated everything about his hipster ways for the first three minutes. Now he's my favorite comedian of all time. He's not even hipster. He grows okay. his own corn. Probably he's a, he's a hipster, but that's okay. He's funny. That's the rundown, folks. Yep. Let's Dusty. It's funny. That's the rundown. Uh, Netflix, stand-up, comedian, go watch it. All right, the rundown. What's next for the NFL? Well, who cares? Tom Brady's gone. Good. We're going to be touching on Tom Brady, Mahomes, Stafford. 
Uh, and I guess Burrow is in there, too. Um, that's going to be a big segment of the show today, folks. Hope you enjoy. We're going to be talking about a few pickups that Mike's looking at, possibly picking up. Nope. We've got a interesting news segment to cover, including some Starstock things, as well as mm-hmm. some other uh, very interesting apps coming out that we wanted to talk about. Um, Bobby Witt and Mailbag. That is your rundown. Now, let's go right into Big Picture. All right, let's just do the Super Bowl talk so I can be done with that and talk about Thomas Edward. Um, <laughs> 0 for 2 on my picks. I thought Casey, and after the first half, I was ready to double down on that pick. Um, I, I thought for sure that Burrow was done uh, after that, but I will say the last play, which I think you were asleep during, I don't. I don't Possibly. even know if you recall. Could have been. Uh, he Mike got a little sleepy during that game. The when Mahomes did not get any points, like when he was right there uh, trying to get that touchdown, he could not get it in the end zone. He obviously missed the opportunity to get a field goal. I feel like that mentally <laughs> opened it up for Burrow to get back in. That's that's my take. Let me just start by saying this. I have been wrong about the Bengals for the last five weeks. My bold prediction, like five or six weeks ago, I was half right, was the Niners are going to go, not only were the Niners who were not in the playoffs at the time, going to make the playoffs and make a run. Yep. Which that happened. But I was like, since he's going to miss the playoffs, that's it. I then, when they finally got in, I said, okay, fine. They'll beat the Raiders. They're going to get, I actually thought they're going to get beat by the Titans, your Titans. That didn't happen. Burrow again. I don't want to talk about under pressure the whole game. Played great or played very good. Didn't play. I didn't think he played great, but he played good at the end, especially. Mm-hmm. You go into Kansas City and beat this team in overtime. And by the way, if you are a coin flip, I hate overtime rules. All you should do today is find some traffic. <laughs> I'm not going to say play in it, but I hate those rules. I am so sick of people whining about overtime now. No. Defense is part of the game. If you lose a coin toss, go play defense. And you can allow a field goal now. Just play defense and don't allow a touchdown. Yesterday, what happened? Casey got the ball, didn't score. So this whole thing about when you lose the coin toss, you lose the game, is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Not the case. Didn't happen yesterday. Burrow, it's an interesting thing we're starting to see now. Because if Mahomes gets to his third Super Bowl in a row, he would have been the odds-on favorite. If he wins two at the age of 20, what is he, 25, 26? Yeah, I think it's 25. I'd like you to look that up because now I'm very we looked concerned. looked last night. Okay, well, we don't remember, so it didn't help us. I now, do did remember. It? It's 25. Okay. Here's the, uh, I mean, if he wins two rings at that point and has a third Super Bowl appearance where he lost last year against Brady. He's 26. He's 26. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like, man, this kid's coming next year, going into the year, 20, his 27th year on the earth, not in the season. Yep. You know, it, it starts to really justify these monumental prices we see. I mean, at this point, though, do you think... This this hurts the fact that he didn't go to the Super Bowl this week. Uh, I mean this this game. I mean it doesn't help. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm I'm not going to overreact with Mahomes. Okay. But I'm also to the point where that team cards haven't done anything crazy. Yeah, and and, and Mahomes is the one guy I really want to actually review on Thursday. Okay. Like I I want to take a real look at Mahomes stuff Thursday because there's been few sales. Yeah, there's not very many. I mean, I I still think if I have to pick a quarterback right now to start my team around, I'm still going with Mahomes. Really? Okay. But man. Burrow is playing unbelievable. I mean, that's a hostile environment to play in. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple my thoughts with as it relates to the card world now. With Patrick Mahomes, I think if you're of the contention that, hey, you know, offseason we may see a slump 
and again, all perspective, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you have some money tied up and you think, hey, off season, we may see a slump. I kind of need that capital to get back in the game. If you're in the flipping stage, the, the investment type thing, I, I could see selling Mahomes today because he is still higher than he was last week at least from what we've seen today, and his pricing hasn't dropped off the map, which I don't think it will. But again, if you want to get your money out, no problem, because there's there's no positive indicator in the very near future with Mahomes, right? It, it's really interesting just to point that, to, to specify what Mike's referring to is the Donruss 2017 uh, Mahomes PSA 10. That one shows that it had a eBay sale that went down. So it sold for eleven twenty five. Um, and the last sale before that was, according to Card Ladder, like twelve fifty. So it went down a little bit, but the sale after that was for the Panini Prism uh, 2000 or PSA 10 that sold for 7,800, and the last sale of that one was actually 7,300. So it's kind of a weird pricing structure. I'm not sure if he's going up or down right now. Yeah, I think in general he's gonna he's gonna stay stay where he's at. I think he's going to have an off-season dip like everybody will. Mm-hmm. But he also showed you, I mean, he is still the top of the game when he needs to be. Yeah, yeah, he lost the game, no question. But, I mean, name another quarterback you would take hands down. Now, Bengals fans will tell you Burrow, and that's fine. Maybe, you may be right. If Burrow wins a Super Bowl, I mean, it's going to be hard to argue taking a kid and the huge advantages Burrow is making no money. This is where it gets interesting for Burrow and Jamar Chase and the Bengals long-term. This is almost what we saw with the Seahawks, like 2012, 13, 14 that run they went on, a quarterback who's a, a star quarterback making no money because he's on his rookie deal, that's when it gets weird because you're not having a huge cap hit with Burrow. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Jamar Chase is making even less, I believe. Those two guys are going to be with the team for the foreseeable future. They like each other. They have money to go out this next season. I mean, you got to like it if you're a Bengals fan moving forward. Hey, let me finish with Mahomes. I keep getting off track. Okay. With Mahomes, if you're not in it at this point long term, and if you want to get your cash out, I think now's the time. Not that I think there's going to be a massive drop, but get your money out and be done with it. Um, In a few months, if he's way down, I don't think it's a bad time to buy because I think, again, he's going to be an all-time great. I do start to worry, though. Man, you've got to start win. You've got to win multiple rings, and we've seen how hard that is for all these quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some unbelievable quarterbacks who did not win a second ring. Drew Brees, one ring. Aaron Rodgers, one. As of right now, Mahomes has one. Russell Wilson, one. And especially Wilson with his age and Aaron Rodgers, they won early enough. You would have thought for sure those guys are getting multiple. I mean, quite frankly, Peyton Manning has one real ring. His second ring, he had the most dominant defense in the Super Bowl. He didn't have to do anything. Cam Newton handed him the game. But this thought that Mahomes was going to win, you know, if he won last year and this year, three, okay, oh well, he didn't win last year. Maybe this year is two. Instead, we're going to another year with one. You know, he makes huge money. Travis Kelsey, Hill's going to make big money. I start to worry with those guys. And he's going to have to mess with Burrow and Josh Allen in the AFC. That's super high-end stuff. I do start to look at now and not overreact to it, but man, if he doesn't put together some serious rings and wins and titles, Mm -hmm. there's no way that stuff sustains. Burrow, again, I've been wrong for the last couple months. At this point, I think the legend of Burrow is so strong and the hype is so so high, which it should be because his on-the-field performance is what it is. Yeah, I've been saying sell all along. Personally, I would still sell right now because Burrow's a guy I was up on. And when I say up, I didn't have singles, but I had wax. So I sold my cases th- uh, this past week. I sent them off to Eddie. I said, hey, I want you to start, start breaking these. So I had a contenders, 2020 Panini contenders, mm-hmm. uh, one hobby case, and 2020 Panini Prism, one hobby case. Again, he's going to break them. The market's up. The prism case is up to like thirty grand. The contenders is ninety five hundred. 
I'm out. That's no indictment on those guys. Yeah. You know, there was a mailbag question. Is that the best class of all time? You know, it could go down to high-end quarterbacks, Justin Jefferson. Uh, I'm forgetting 10 other people who are unbelievable in that class. But to me, this was one of my plays. I, I'm not sure where the market goes after this, with the wax side especially. But with Burrow, if you tell me today I'm going out and buying because I'm banking on the kid, I don't know how you can refute that. If you told me I'm selling high, I understand. I'm never selling because he's going down as a top five of all time. In three years, I mean, when Burrow and another 2020 quarterback have won another Super Bowl, and those card those have those cases have doubled in price. I want someone to record this. Sure, go back. Well, it's already being recorded, so we're covered there. And if that's the case, I'm okay with it. I paid I paid like eight thousand dollars for the Prism case. To um, move it at thirty grand, I mean, could it go up? Wait, sure, it's going for thirty grand right now. Mm-hmm. How Prism. is it? Yeah, but the I, but the how is the contenders not anywhere close to contenders that? Contenders is not close to the same product. Okay. Prism is the rage, um, but that's also my fear: is Prism still the rage in three to five years from now? When Fanatics comes in, Prism are people still chasing after Prism? Is there mm-hmm. a new thing? I don't know. A- and again, I just thought you know, I'm good. I've made I've made good money, good profits on both of those cases. Yeah. Uh, time for me to move out. That is one of the big things we don't talk about as much as like when to get out. Like because I mean, well. You do, you honestly do talk about it more than most, but a lot of guys in the hobby don't really talk about it as much as like, when is the time to. So here's the reason that people don't either. There's this major fear of if I sell Burrow now, what if he goes to the Super Bowl? Yeah. I mean, and, and let's be honest, was I wrong about Burrow? Absolutely. Right. Like every step of the way. But if you sold Burrow two weeks ago, you still absolutely cleaned up. Sure. Yeah. Like on card ladder, his, so they have a thing called a player index. So they're tracking a couple hundred Burrow cards. What is the individual percentage going up? And then they basically use that to say, what is the player's overall stock right now? Oh my now? goodness, I hadn't looked at that. So overall for the last, now I think I'm, I'm based on a month. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this down to two weeks. Over the over 24 two? hours. Um, yeah, do, give me some of his numbers. Let me see. So monthly, monthly percentage change for Joe Burrow, 114%. Yeah, doubled up in a month. Insane. And what you think about is in a month ago, it was on the they're probably in the playoffs, you know, but that's mm-hmm. that's not the a month ago is an interesting time for him. Ever since then, obviously he's been rising. So I bet next week when that fourth week now is gone, yeah, then it's just playoff win, win, win. I'm gonna say it's up two hundred percent or more. Some of his individual cards, I mean his his twenty twenty Don Ross raw card is going for seventy bucks. The monthly change, three hundred and fifty percent profit. Mosaic raw, two hundred and thirty seven percent. Mosaic autos, two hundred percent. All these cards are going yeah. My point being, though, if you got out of him a couple weeks ago, I'm not holding it against you. Use the money for something else. If you held, good for you. But that is the reason people get nervous about selling, because it's like, well, what if? And I get that. I think you have to balance it out. So I've still got a ton of other wax. This is just wax. I happen to be, like I said, 4Xing my money. Yeah. I- I'm out. I'm going to take the win there. I'm going to hold on to my Bowman Chrome super long term. All right. I do have... I, I think I have an ultimate question then as to what's motivating that. But hang on, before I ask that, the we just said like his his card index is up one hundred and fourteen percent. That's based on yesterday's numbers. I don't think that's fully even updated. Yeah, it's not based on today. And like I said, take out a week. I mean, it's going to be two hundred percent plus. Like the the Burrow twenty twenty Prism Burrow the base PSA ten. It, last sale on there was a little under $600, which is still absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. And on eBay, two of them sold yesterday and a lot for $700 each. Um, just 
Yeah, it's very crazy to see where that's going. Okay, so ultimately. So with Burrow, though, let me finish. I mean, here's the thought with Burrow. Okay. You talk about a guy who checks all the boxes. College star, which again is not a huge care from, I don't care about people's collegiate career, but some do. Okay. So college star. If he didn't have Javar, Jamar Chase with him? Right now? Yeah. I mean, tough to say. Take away anybody's number one weapon. Yeah. I don't know that they're winning, but but he's playing unbelievable. He does have him, so I don't have to speculate. Yep. He's got yep. him. He's playing great. Huge wins. He has been the exact cause of those wins in every game, quite frankly. Now you've got a Super Bowl win or loss, win or lose, rather. I, I'm not sure it makes a huge difference going forward because now we've seen this kid at 20. He's 24, right? Mm. Or two, he might be 24. Whatever. I mean, 24, I 25. 24, but I was wrong last time. You know, and here's why he fits the bill for me. Prolific passer. He's got a, an unbelievable playmaker at uh, wide receiver, Jamar he's Chase. He's 25. He's 25. He, he's got the pedigree to win in the big games, which a lot of guys just simply don't have in the league. We don't see that. Mm-hmm. And he's got the off-field. He's just got some swagger to him, which guys like. Say yeah. what you want. It means something. Yeah. Like So I just think long-term... Again, it was kind of like, hey, his prices are getting out of control. What does he do to sustain this? All this stuff is already baked in, and guess what? It's not. The other thing that's funny is all this talk about, well, base is totally dead. Seems like base is not dead. It is dead on hype and speculation. Base cards, though, that are based on performance, yeah, not dead. And Burrow's a great indicator of that, which is awesome. I'm glad you're pointing that out because it does seem like that we get so much crap about, oh, sure. stop talking about base. But you can't... You, you can't refute the actual movement that we're seeing in yep. a lot of the space, even if there's a high pop. And his high-end stuff is going to go insane. Yeah. Like, there's some auctions. I think Golden Auctions and Super Bowl weekend, mm-hmm. right? Because it was 17 days. Yeah, I think that's right. They end next week, uh, the weekend of the Super Bowl. Man, if you've got borrow stuff, I'd be selling based on the pregame hype. And then if he wins a Super or just don't sell it all. I don't think that there is a wrong move with Burrow right now. I, I'm not going to criticize you if you buy, sell, whatever. You know, the guy on the other side of the, of the field, Stafford, kind of a legacy game for him. A, a, a very overrated, in most people's eyes, numbers-based career in Detroit all those years. Great numbers. Yeah. No wins because of it. Now, all of a sudden, he goes to a team. So Burrow's, I mean, uh, Stafford is now interesting. If he wins this, you know, now you've got not only top He's going to end up being top five, top 10 in every category statistically Mm -hmm. and a ring. Well, that's Marino type guys. That's Aaron Rodgers type guys. Say what you want. I know nobody would take Rodgers. I mean, Safford over Rodgers now, but Mm -hmm. when these guys are retired and we're looking back in 20 years, the numbers are going to be what they are. The rings, it's a huge game for him. Cooper Cup, another guy solidifying his market out of that 2017 class. Matt Safford, though, before you go on, what's so annoying is... He doesn't have many cards like he has like different variations, but there's just not a high pop count of any of them. So it's like, yeah, 2009 in just because there's no volume. So I think that's one of the reasons why we haven't seen as much love for Stafford. I don't think that necessarily means, you know, people don't think he's going to win. I think it's just the fact that if they wanted to get in, they can't find much because I pulled up a few of his, you know, so-called rookies, the 2009 tops Chrome, the Mm -hmm. 2009 Bowman Chrome, um, they have a hundred and like 118 respectively, like just, and then there's not enough sales to actually dictate where his value is as far as what the hobby's viewing it at. Yeah. I mean, he's another guy. You talk about 2009, totally different world, right? Now his car ladder index is up about 27% for the month. Again, not including yesterday, give that a week. I think you're going to see monumental changes with, with his numbers as well. And I think Stafford, if he wins, is probably a pretty safe bet long-term if you just want to get in and invest. Or if you just want to get in because you like the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to buy in high. 
but I don't. He's another guy. I don't think you see his market come down. Well, that's the thing. Cooper Cup has gone up almost three three times. Now here's the only thing I'm going to say about that. I think Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase are going to be top five, top ten at worst the mm-hmm. next five, ten years. I don't know that I'm buying in at those guys at the absolute height. Yeah. If you want to buy in a quarterback, you want to buy Stafford and Burrow right now at an all time high. I'm kind of okay with it. They're QBs. Yeah, they're unbelievable. I still am not comfortable buying in at the other two. At this point. Now, the second the game is over and they come down a little bit off this high, mm-hmm. I mean, on both those guys, I love them. But there's some interesting plays with football, especially going into the offseason. And that's the other thing to keep in mind. The offseason, we st- we almost always see a nice drop. I think if you are on the fence about a lot of this stuff, there's nothing wrong with just waiting and chilling out. Okay. So um, let's, back let's talk to, to Hang on. Back to all of this you're selling out of 2020, essentially. Mm-hmm. Is that motivated by the fact that you think Burrow is still going to lose? No, I think he's going to win. No, I'm not picking against him again. (laughs) Yep. Just so I can anti-jinx, (laughs) re-jinx. I think think there's a bad chance Photo jinx the Cincy guys. Yeah. Here's the thing. I want Burrow to win just because then I can say, well, if the Titans are going to lose, they're going to lose to the best. But obviously, I mean, honestly, though, watching him play... I do think they've got a pretty decent shot. That's I, a good game. I mean, it is. Here's the thing: it no matter what, game. it's going to be enjoyable. To Quite watch. frankly, San Francisco, the guy dropped the most easy interception in the history of mankind. Frisco could have easily won. Um, are you nervous at all the fact that we are going to be in LA? Granted, we won't be at the game unless somebody comes through with tickets for us. Which I don't want to go to the game. Who wants, on, to, who wants to give us ten grand each? I'll be honest, I don't. Want, but we will be at LA live. I'm, I'm more excited I, about that and about Radio Row. I'm just we, concerned what the traffic is going to like. What people are? It's just going to be insane. I feel like absolutely. Oh, it was going to be that any, either way. It's LA. Yeah, I, but I mean, LA and your team's in. I mean, how I don't often think, does that happen? It doesn't think. happen all that often, right? Last year was the first time I ever. Know. I think that's what I thought. I with thought, Brady, right? I believe so. Two um, years in a row. That's weird. Oh, I had one other thought. Darn it. It wasn't good. No, it was terrible. It was going to go to Tom Brady before that. Yep. Not there. Not oh, Brady. oh, one there quick is. 49ers note. It so is. it's pretty much, it sounds at least like talking to the NFL guys. It's a foregone conclusion. Jimmy G is gone. Really? I think now you have to start looking at Trey Lance in the offseason. Now, when you say he's gone, like they're getting rid of him? It, that's what it, That's what the talks are. I haven't looked into his contract and all that stuff. Despite getting them this far? Yeah, again, I think that's a classic example of a guy who's been there for the ride. Yeah. I don't think isn't. I mean, he, he, he also looked great yesterday. He hasn't. Look, he looked. Yeah, he looked bad a couple times. And at some point, if you so, if you're going to move on, that's another interesting play there. I think in the off season, how low does Debo Samuel get? Because he's going to be a star in the league. He already is. Yeah. And then if Trey Lance is going to get a real look next year with a very talented team, we just saw what the team did with Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. If I ask you right now, does, well, I'm not going to ask you because you don't know, but other people who do know, <laughs> do you think Trey Lance is going to be a better quarterback than Jimmy G has been for them? Oh, yeah. I, I, think I, he, I think he could be. So I think that's an interesting play there with those guys also. Um, Thomas Edward Brady. I wanted to I, I, I wanted am, to have music ready. I wanted I you to have, have the audio ready of me last week. Like, there is no <laughs> chance he's retired. I'm shocked. Absolutely shocked. I thought... So here's the thing. I'm shocked that he's leaving. I'm also looking back now. I'm like, you know what? Not a bad time to go. I don't need him being Brett Favre sticking around till he's decrepit and looks terrible. Mm-hmm. Kobe hung on way too long. A lot of these guys hold on. I didn't need to see Tom do that. Mm-hmm. So if it's true that he leaves, and again, I guess it's true, kind of confirm, not confirm, whatever. I'm going to go on the assumption he's retiring. 
comes off statistically one of the best seasons he's ever had. Probably a top 20, 25 season of all time. I don't know. I, I mean, he led the league in yards, led the league in touchdowns, second in, in QBR or quarterback rating. He's probably going to come in second in MVP voting. I think he should have won, but he's not. Is Aaron Rodgers? I think Aaron Rodgers is a lock for that. Yeah. He won a playoff game and then led one of the greatest comebacks that almost happened. Almost. If that is the last time I see Brady with that throw to Mike Evans, okay. Like, time to go, no problem. Yeah. What's interesting is, and I heard this, somebody made this comparison. I thought it was interesting. You can't compare the Brady card market to Jordan because it's totally different eras. In 86, there was one card. That was it. So it doesn't compute, right? So who's more of a... Well, let me ask you this. If I had to tell you, so Brady came up in 2000. Okay. If I had to say uh, amongst all the sports, the major sports, who is like somebody you view as kind of like a peer to him? Comes up about the same time, GOAT level type player. You said of all the sports? Yep, of all the sports. In the, at the same time? Similar times. Is there a guy that comes to mind for you? Tiger Woods. Okay. Think more. Didn't see major. that one coming. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Probably not a terrible comparison, though. But again, the, the issue there is the, the kind of cards he has. It, it's tough. Okay. So if I had to give you like a basket, right. let me lead you down this road. Oh, a basketball? Oh. I'm shocked you didn't come right. I thought you'd come up with this guy. Um, Who's the first current basketball player that comes to mind playing right now for you? Oh, LeBron. There you go. Yeah. I think LeBron. Somebody made I this. Thought he was late. I thought he was like 2008 or something. 2003. 2000, oh, okay. So 2003, a lot of similar cards as Brady. I think this is an interesting comparison in in this sense. When Brady retired, what did we see? Or when the news at least broke that he potentially retired? Mm -hmm. I mean, you saw the same thing I did. Yep. Instant sales on eBay. Yep. For all-time high pricing. Yep. I mean, in general, like a 30% bump. I think if you're a LeBron guy, and again, this is a stolen take off a clubhouse because I thought it was a good take. Mm -hmm. If you're watching Brady... You're thinking the same thing with LeBron. And I wonder what happens when LeBron retires. Is there that kind of a bump? I thought that was interesting, but I'm not going to let that be the whole discussion. But with Brady, so he's got 45 different rookie cards. And then, of course, he has the variations of those cards. Um, Because people have been saying, well, what do I target now? If I'm a Brady guy, I got to get a rookie. Target all of it. Yes, I'm buying an all-time high, but I don't care. I need a a Brady rookie. Yeah. Again, of these 45, so I'm going to tell you right off the bat, Almost exclusively, I focus on pro uniform stuff. I think long term, it has way more value and staying power than that. Okay. Also, he has, I think, eight to 10 or more than that. It looks like 12 cards that are made by the company Pacific. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. What is that? Just an old school brand. They were around back then. But it's just crazy. They actually have value. Mm -hmm. I just wouldn't have thought that. And they do. I, I would, I'm not messing with Pacific stuff. So, so those 12 are out for me. Oh, okay. So there's a couple I target. Some of them are super obvious. Bowman and Bowman Chrome. Yeah. Hard to get rid of those, especially with the thought that, well, maybe the Bowman brand comes back with Fanatics owning Topps licensing. Does that potentially come back and just reignite? And even if it doesn't, it doesn't matter because those are his, his major ones. Collector's Edge, again, super cheap garbage brand. Don't care about it. Uh, Don Russ, Don Russ Elite. Eh. Now, the EX is my favorite Brady card that I don't own. Maybe the favorite of all time. These next two are the next three. His EX is numbered to 1,500. Monster rookie card. I plan on buying a gem of that very soon. Okay. I want to see what happens with the offseason what, pricing. What's it going for, or what was it going for? I think for? a PSA 10 is probably 20 to 30, somewhere in that range. Okay. Um, the Flare Showcase. That's Flare Showcase is a super tough one. It's the holog- It's like the holographic type background. Very tough to get. Pro uniform, numbered. High grades are almost impossible because of the surface. It was a lot of peeling issues. Mm. That's a big time card. Um, there's a couple others. And, and so I would say if you're looking to hit, these are a couple I would target. And then you can just kind of vary it based on the grade and what fits into your budget. 
Flare Ultra is another one. Now, Flare Ultra, he is in a college uniform, but I like the look. Flare Ultra is an iconic brand from back in the day. Mm -hmm. He's got the Ultra. You get the medallions that are cut up top. I think that's a great card to give a look to. His contenders is not attainable for almost anybody anymore. I don't mess with that. What is that going for? I think that's. I think that's, a nine five ten just sold over a million bucks. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought it was. And nine nine tens are over a hundred thousand. Man, you know, eight five tens are doing forty to fifty. You know. So, oh, most of these are unattainable for most people, unless you're going for a low pop, though, right? Yeah. So a couple other ones that are a little more attainable: the Skybox, yeah, Dominion and Skybox Impact. Dominion is the dual card. I think. Giovanni Carmanzo or whatever. I think that's the one he's featured on. Who is that guy, by the way? There's Should I know who, who that is? No, he's a nobody. Oh, he's okay. a quarterback who happened to be drafted at the same time. That um, guy must be pretty happy with the fact that he was drafted. You can pull some of these up on card letter, actually. Do that's 2000. I've got some of these pulled up. Yeah, so like the Skybox Dominion Raw, what's that doing? Oh, uh, Raw? What, 150 bucks. Um, Just to give people like attainable rookies. So Raw, it's doing $118. Okay. I, I think that's a decent play. He's in a college uniform on that, right? Yes. Okay. Who's with him? Is, it G, is that the Giovanni guy? Is he a 49er guy? It's Doesn't the way matter. I'm sitting. I, it's, I'm not close enough to You're doing screen. great, though. Um, what about yes, the Skybox? It, now, Skybox Impact He's a, is a solo card. Carmazzi or something like that? Sure. Yeah. Um, the Skybox where he's by himself. Mm -hmm. That one. The Impact. Raw. Yep. Uh, I don't have raw pricing. What do you I can have? tell you a PSA 8. Give me that. 450. Wow, quite out. a bit high. It's a solo card. You know, again, nice card. Um, I mean, th those are... Uh, it was doing 325 before the announcement, so... Yeah, I mean, those are two that are a little bit more attainable for most people. Um, the next two I own, both crazy high-end if you go high-grade. SP Authentic is numbered to 1250. The SPX is numbered to 1350. I love that the 2000 Bowman like is still attainable for lower grades. Like, is it not even yeah, like, like what's a lowest? seven doing for a Bowman? Paper? Yeah, a seven does sixteen fifty. Okay, I like what's the pop on that card? Uh, seven hundred and forty. Yeah, I mean, so it's attainable. I mean, yeah, I, I just think there's a lot of cards with him. Um, ooh, but a PSA six is fourteen hundred. I mean, it's not a much difference when you get to that price. Yeah, you know. So I guess the point being with Tom. I think there's a. I think long term we see his rookies hold really well. I think long term anything autograph because he has been notoriously very difficult to get autographs of, especially anything on card. I've heard you say that before. Does that mean that like if I have one of these, it's drastically different in pricing or and his autograph? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think the more the time goes on, he signed less than everybody. He just never signs, and when he's in a product, he doesn't sign 300 copies. He signs 10. So that's a good thing. I think especially if you look at. Uh, on-card autographs, even lower. Mm -hmm. I think 2,000 Brady cards in Tampa uniform and in the Patriots uniform are huge. Last, you know, His last card in, in the Pats uniform is a big draw for a lot of people. His first card in Tampa where he won a ring, yeah. that's a big draw for people. Um, I also think there's a nice play with his you know, early to late, early to mid-2000s, uh, Topps Chrome, his refractors, numbered stuff. Then we've already seen huge spikes with the the new stuff. I think that stuff is going to continue to grow. So the stuff not in his rookie year, there's still some Just decent. A lot of there. good plays. The only thing with Brady that I'm not going out and buying to hold like long term as my mm -hmm. 401k investments, a lot of the Panini stuff, like the Kabooms, the Color Blast stuff, like that. Although at downtowns, I think they're cool, but I could also see those. Like those mean nothing to me. I'm 35. I like them for new players. I don't care about a Tom Brady kaboom. So those I mean, cards I don't mess cool. with as much. The 2020 Optic Downtown. The there's mm -hmm. an SGC 10 on here that goes for like a thousand bucks. I think it looks awesome. Is he in a Tampa uniform? 
Uh, no, it's a Patriots uniform. Yeah, and a thousand bucks isn't bad. You start getting into the colored stuff and numbered stuff with him. It's huge money for that. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd waste the money on it. I think there's other plays. Um, you think yeah, over time that won't hold up, that value won't hold up the same. I think it, I think it'll hold, but I don't think it'll jump exponentially like some of these other things. Okay. Like when Brady retires, what was the biggest push? His rookie cards. Now, doesn't Tom Brady have some kind of deal with fanatics? I think he has a deal. Yeah. An like autographed memorabilia exclusive? deal. Oh, memorabilia. memorabilia. So he'll still, he's signing for Panini still. still. He does still. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was my question. Yeah. And again, he's just a guy who doesn't sign a lot. So I think it's a good play. Um, does that mean he has no other, at this point, is there any other product that's going to come out that will have his auto on it? I mean, next year he may still be a signer for Panini. I don't know the deal. I don't know if he's doing that, but in the rest of this year, he'll still be in product. Yeah. But yeah, now most guys, when they retire, sign more. I don't know that that happens with Tom. He's never been a big signer. Hmm. He clearly doesn't need the money. He has a bunch of other focuses. Like, do I all of a sudden think he's going to sit down and sign 10,000 pieces of paper? I'd be very surprised, but maybe he does. Um, So I think, again, there's some interesting plays with Brady. Um, I I think his autograph is going to stay tough to get. You know, Brady's such a businessman because he's been coming out with so many. He's like, it's almost like you can, you could for the, there's foreshadowing of him leading up to this because he has been so out of, like you said, he's not a big signer or anything, but lately there's so many business ventures he's been going to. He's been, been very public about all of those. It's like, all right, I'm kind of setting myself up for my non NFL career now. Like he's got crypto stuff. He's got his clothing brand. He's got all this other stuff. That's all promotion, uh, all over social media. I just feel like at this point now, maybe he thinks like, if I'm a businessman, I don't want to sign anything else because it just makes everything else. I mean, not that he's not going to completely stop signing, but I don't think it increases. Like you said, like some guys are going to go out there and sign more. I think from a business point of view, it's probably the smarter play to not to, if you're going to do anything, at least keep status quo. Don't increase because he's probably got a lot of his own stuff. I would imagine. I have no idea. I mean, you can make that argument. I guess the counter argument would be, yeah, he gets paid 600 bucks for two seconds to sign. What businessman, I don't care how much you're making. doesn't take an hour and sign a bunch of those and make, I have to do the math. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm not sure, but the other play with, at least with me too, and this is a thought too that comes into mind for people. Now that he's spiked, you know, do, do you sell out? Because this is a different thinking with active players. With active guys, I'm okay with selling out at the end of a season to buy in the offseason dip. I think with Brady, you got to be careful. If you're a guy who wants to have Brady cards long term, this thought of, well, I'm going to sell out and get back in is a dangerous line of thinking here. I did this years ago with him and, and blew it. Like I made a ton of money, did, I mean, probably 10X my money, but I don't have the cards now. So I think with Brady here, the play is, if you were wanting to hold long-term, what I've done, I have not taken a single card out of the box. I haven't looked at pricing for the majority of these things. They will stay in my safety deposit box. I'm just going to forget about them. Because I think there is too much temptation. No. I thought you did. There's just too much temptation to sell now while it's high be, with the thought, well, I'm going to go back in and buy them later. I mm-hmm. still want these cards as a collector. Yeah. I'm just going to avoid looking at comps and I'm just not going to look at stuff. Honestly, I'm going to forget about it. And this is the type of stuff that I'm good with. 2020 wax, I cashed out. It was high. Brady stuff retires. I'm good. Just going to hold it. Not even going to look into it. So we'll see if there's any breaking news on that. Like it actually gets confirmed or denied or whatever. Uh, officially, we'll come back to it. But I'm really interested in this whole LeBron play. That because I didn't, I thought at this point it was kind of baked in, but maybe not. I mean, honestly, I mean, it is it, obviously somewhat. It's not baked in here completely. But if LeBron came out and retired tomorrow, 
The other difference is too, Brady is revered as the GOAT's not questioned. LeBron isn't. I think yeah. Brady people like Brady even though they hate him more. People like and respect Brady than they do LeBron. He gets a bad rap for, for quite frankly, no reason at all. But anyways, it's enough Tommy talk. Do your news thing. I want to hear the news. Can I hear the, can I hear the news? That's a news sound. Um, no wait, sound effect. Are we not that, doing... I'm <laughs> not prepared with a news sound segment. Um, what is, we're not doing weekly pickup, the thing you said you were... Uh, bidding on I can't find it it's on PwC so I don't I can't I hate that website so if you're listening <laughs> make it easier make it better a uh, couple things in the news um, I'm probably just it's probably a user error I and I want to preface before we talk about either of these new segments someone used to pay us and then someone's going to pay us um, if Starstock was a sponsor for a long time yep and they're not anymore no hard feelings no um, but it kind of fits in <laughs> it does kind of fit in with what we're seeing sure um so we have interesting, interesting news because it's. I don't want to necessarily say that we have exclusive news um, because we haven't really vetted this out completely. But essentially, the person there's a person who used to work for Starstuck that reached out to us privately and basically likes that we tell it like it is. Um, they are saying that what's going down over at Starstuck is a play to maybe lean more towards the NFT side of things. Um, ultimately what we gather and it's not completely refuted is that they were taking in too much raw. Um, they were taking in so much that they, it's just not feasible to actually get it in the vault, get it uh, assessed, make money on it. And now they are sending back what's already in there. They're going to send back, whatever is being mailed in, I believe. Um, and the overall thought is they have just cut a, I don't know if it's a majority of their staff, but a huge chunk of their staff. It looks like they're trying to keep doors open. Um, I don't know what that means as far as like, if they have just been hurting for money or, or what, I, it seemed like they were doing fine. And some of this is speculation because again, we haven't heard it directly from Starstuck. They're, we're still in touch ex, with them. Ex-employees who we've heard it from. Yeah. Um, we, we're still in touch with them, but it's, you know, at, at this point, it doesn't seem like anything dramatic has happened in the sense of, you know, the Fed hasn't gotten busted down their door that we're aware of. It's just the fact that it seems like they're having to restructure to make uh, ends meet. That That's my overall assessment on what's going on with Starstock. Uh, they're, they are going to try and focus more towards, they said the, in the email, they did say the NFT thing, which I found interesting because we haven't seen anything else say that. So, um, yeah, I also think that's a weird, you're going to get into that and compete with Panini and candy. Exactly. And they certainly were struggling with the physical side because it just didn't seem like it ever really took off. I think it was a decent play and we had some fun and we made some money doing it. A lot of our guys did. Um, here's all I would tell you. This is to start talking other companies. If you're going to drastically cut services and just like fire everybody, I, I don't understand this thought. And again, I'm new and that's fine. Like, you know, I'm, I'm learning now in the marketing meetings for our Apple launches. I don't know how to market apparently to, <laughs> you know, compared to like professionals of this. Mm -hmm. Here's what I do know. If you're going to stay in the space, you don't send an email like that. Yeah. And you don't let stuff come on social media like it has. Just get in front of a camera. Don't read a script. I know people are terrified of honesty and transparency. Yeah. You could have just done that. I reached out to him on Instagram Messenger. That's how we've you know, talked mm -hmm. in the past. 
It's like, hey, you know, I'm not going to just throw you softball questions, but if you want to, if you want to actually get something in front of social media that's going to get tens of thousands of views between our socials and our podcast, mm-hmm. cool. Why don't you come on and give people the real story and tell them? That's what builds confidence because you can even come on here and say, we told, and I don't know what this happened, but let's just say hypothetically, we blew a bunch of seed money and we are struggling. We had to make drastic changes. You know what helps when that happens? When you just come on here and take your lumps and take your loss and get in front of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they are a sustainable company at this point. Now, people have talked about acquisitions. Maybe they're acquired. I'm just going to tell you the sentiment in the market is you made huge cuts and drastically changed your service and you sent me an email. That's overwhelmingly what happened. I just don't understand why guys don't get in front of yeah. stuff like this. It's a tough play, but just get in front of it. And, and and I think you can come away looking like at least, hey, these guys are honest. They're going to come on here. They're going to take their shots, and they're going to get back in the game. I do think that overall this is also kind of like a – if you're getting your stuff graded, you're already – because it – it's funny because there's still a ton of people who don't get their stuff graded. It doesn't matter what grading sure. company you choose. They just, they're not comfortable with it. They've never done it. They've listened to us talk. They love cards, but they're still, they've never done it. So they don't know how they, and they, they don't want to get into it. Well, this is kind of showing they took in so much raw that it, cause guys were still sending it in, but there's just, there's too much of it. You can't, I, I think, well, there's you, too much for their user base. That, well, that's, that's what clear. I mean. Yeah. yeah. And that, but that's, I think, I think the overall user base is growing with, I need this graded. I don't want a raw card anymore. And, and no, not, I disagree and, and with not that. Not in every case. Yeah, I, I, I disagree with that in general, though. Well, the only thing, I mean, you can't disagree with the fact that if there was more demand for raw, then they'd probably be doing better. I think there's not enough demand for that company. I don't think it has to do with the raw card market. You think it's overall just star stuck in general? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the overall idea of... Uh, let me tell you this right now. As critical as I've been, I still think the star, the idea of Starstock instantly buying, selling, trading is a fantastic idea. Yeah, so that's... So then why are the only things I see Starstock doing is now running auctions, mm-hmm. which is a train wreck? I'm sorry. They announced this whole big thing about that. The first one didn't go well, but have you actually watched? I don't know. I've seen them since. They've yeah. done okay. Okay. The way that was presented, though, was like this groundbreaking thing, live streaming. I'm going to tell you right now, just based on what we've seen with our app... I don't know what they spent. It wasn't a, I mean, we spent a half million dollars on this thing right yeah. now, right? What, what do you think realistically that's cost? I mean, the functionality, it's not even, I, 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 it's a weird play. Put it this way. I don't, yeah. don't want to get bogged down by the numbers. Put it this way. You had a great concept and I think you just got away from it. Now we're going to do auctions. Now we're going to do oh, breaks. They expanded too much too, too soon. Be good at one thing yeah. and then worry about other stuff. I think that was just missed here. Maybe. I also think it goes to show because there were huge headlines and we got the emails from their marketing department too. You know, Kevin Durant's an investor. Trey Young's an investor. Investments are cool and headlines are cute. When you have non-strategic partners, I don't think it's that beneficial to you. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. We've learned a lot of taking money for money's sake. We've, I'm so glad that we've kind of learned that lesson before we got into this. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now when we announce, because we probably will probably comes out and it gets made public, I guess. I don't know. The investors in our app, first of all, it's only going to be two or three. (laughs) It's not going to be Kevin Durant, but it's going to be people who I think have a less sexy name, but know the space and are strategically important. 
I, I would agree with that. And definitely people you've heard of and definitely people who you'll think, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So. All right. What is the other news? Um, I hope the best. for You know what? At the end of the day, I actually do hope the best for Starstock. I do too, because like you Scott said. Scott and the crew are always nice with us. I don't want to see and people. It's a good idea. I don't want to see the members get hurt. I hope everybody gets their stuff back or, or gets their stuff and processed I don't think out. I question about that. It may just be a timing issue. The only question is now the timing, because it sounds like there's, from what we've heard from a few sources, there's just nobody here to do this work in a timely manner. There's so many cards and there's so few people now. That's yeah. the ultimate issue. Um, all right. So that's enough. We wish them best. But uh, there's a new app that the... So we've been talking to John and the gang for a year, maybe maybe more. Right after we launched. Yep. Yeah. Um, Less than a year because it was after we launched. So it was around the time when everybody <laughs> kept talking about AI and how they're everything, everything they... Every app that was coming out back last, last year, earlier on, everything had AI in it. And it was just like a joke. It's like and none of it really did. Yeah, nothing actually had yeah. any AI in it. Um, uh, and, and that's in the broadest definitions, not even like, we're not talking about like robots that actually can learn things. Um, but we were talking to John because it seemed legitimate. Like he is, he works for, or he worked for a technology company. He's got guys who were Apple developers who are now full, full time on the app. And they actually developed some pretty cool technology that's not unlike things we've seen already. Um, it allows a user to simply take this app, put it over a card, and it will pull up what that card is and the sales of that card. Simple as that. There's other functionality. It's called center stage. All right. So bottom line... <laughs> I do say bottom line a lot. Bottom line, essentially, if you rooted out those two, I think you would say much more on point. What is really? You've done a lot better, by the way. You've only said that like two. Uh, honestly, you. You're I getting, don't need you to tell me if I've done better. I I like saying bottom line. I think you're getting a lot better. Bottom line is this: the app is so user friendly that I didn't even test it on some of these cards. I was just going to pull it up right now, like while we were on the podcast, and just see if it worked because. It's not like some of these other apps that are out there that will essentially take a picture and then it just adds it to their database. And it's like, oh, okay, well, the card wasn't in there, but we see that you scanned it. So now we're going to add it to our database. It legit uses the card like a QR code. It reads it like that. So there's very little data. So if you got low bandwidth, this thing still works so super easily and we smooth. Need to, we need to do this on like an Insta thing too for people. It'd oh, be I, cool to I actually think we definitely will. Here's, here's the reason why we ended up going ahead and moving forward to add them as a sponsor is because if you're at a card show and you're new, like I thought it's for helpful. myself, mm -hmm. this is a game changer because it's like I, I can start Googling stuff, but it's like sometimes I'm like, I don't even know what card I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, and the I fact don't know you just said you're going to Google stuff yeah. shows you that you're not exactly. going to find <laughs> Well, that's what it means. Like, guys, like, all right, so so mostly they're guys, guys are going to go to eBay, but sure. still, I, I they get what you're may saying. not even know. And yeah, do you know what card exactly, exactly. you're looking for? I, I agree. And so that's why it's like I, I put this over the card. And within seconds, it pulls it up. And I think that's amazing. Like the fact that, who is this player? This is. So let me show you. Uh, let me just talk through all, all he is doing. He's literally putting the card in the desk. He has his iPad. He's got the camera open in the app and he is just scanning. The, he just holds it over it for a second and it identifies the, let me see the screen. 2020, 2021 prism draft silver of uh, Udoku. Yeah, good. Doesn't matter. But yeah, it showed you. Some guy. But I want to do, so here's what I'm very curious about. I want to do this with some greatest stuff. I have, a, I, I didn't bring any cards for this either. Jesse's got a stack of his random stuff. Yeah. I literally pulled up some like nineties basketball cards, some college. Uh, I'm shocked prism. it did the nineties stuff. Cause we did this before the show. Yeah. I'm a little surprised. Cause I figured it would just be ultra modern. 
Does it get that one? Who is that right there? Uh, this is Terry Teagle. And I can tell you it's from 91 to 92. Um, it tells me, oh, actually there haven't any been any sales of this, but that makes sense. Cause it's a it's worth 91 card. And it's Terry Teagle, but I do want to, it's I do want to, amazing. I want to test this thing out live now, like really test this thing on Instagram, set so, a date this week, five minutes. I want to throw random cards at it, especially cards that you don't know. Okay. Because then I can look at the app and say, Hey, it's identified it correctly or it hasn't. So what I really like about it too is, well, let me say one thing I don't like about it. Okay. It's not on Android. Not yet. Oh, I, why have, was, I didn't think of that. That's why you're using the iPad. Yeah. Okay. That's why I've got my iPad with me. So, um, it is going to be coming out. It's not yet. Um, so we'll do it from your iPad while I'm live on Instagram on my iPhone. Sure. And what is really nice too is it's there aren't it's not like a bunch of gimmicky features it's completely free you don't have to pay anything so we're not telling you to go to the website and sign up for it or anything like that it's just go download the app on your iPhone it's called Center Stage and yeah i think especially you made a good point for guys in your situation even a little bit more advanced i think it's huge I, and i don't now i'm going to tell you this i love the identification it is not vetted out sales as well as card ladder cuz nobody is but if you can simply get cards identified that quick too at a show mm -hmm. I think it's a. I think it's very helpful. I want to see this when I'm throwing random cards at you, though. Like I want to see graded. Yes. Um, I'm also curious with like rare, you know, kind of short printed one one, not even one ones, like autographs number to ten. Does it at least identify a card in that range so I know what to specifically call it? I w I do actually want to test this thing out pretty heavy on Insta one of these days, like I this week we for sure. Well, and what's interesting too is that when you are scanning a card or something like that, it doesn't get it right every single time. But what's nice is it lets you just kind of scroll over. It's like, oh, the, we picked this up as this card, but it could also be this one. That's the feature I'm curious about. Like, so if I throw you a, a random museum gold framed auto that's numbered to 10, yeah. does it at least identify that as a museum gold frame? But this has to be a visual thing then, yeah. I, I mean, agree. But I'm I, glad you brought it up here, but this is gonna be something for sure this week. We can do it tomorrow if you want. I think we should for sure do this on Instagram and TikTok so people can see it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm down with that for sure. I like but that. Anyways, I think it, it has potential. That The um, reason we went with this too, the database, I'll tell you, is massive. I mean, there's other apps right now that kind of identify stuff and kind of give you an idea. This one's pretty, I mean, John's a smart dude. He's got some serious developers with him. There's some tech behind this that clearly I don't understand, but is useful. So center stage, Yeah. download they, the app. currently doing baseball, basketball, football, hockey, soccer, F1 and they're going to have UFC Pokemon magic. Cards. Aren't there like 3 million cards in the database? Isn't that what he told us? In the email? Um, something like two that. Million, yeah, it's over million. 2 million. Yeah. So I would say give it a shot, especially if you're kind of like, Hey, I'm going to shows. I hate having to wait and pull up eBay. And, and that's, that's what's so cool is the fact that it does use so little data. It pulls it up so quickly because I never have, well, you saw me standing shows. Say, you saw me standing at the show. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <it's brutal. laughs> There's never any internet there. So yeah, check it out. They reached there out to know. us a while ago. We didn't partner up earlier because I said, I need to see well, the it. The app wasn't ready yet. And, it, yeah, and when it, once it was, it wasn't like. Yeah. And, and I think wanted. guys know at this point, we, we try to partner up with people we think add value to the community. I think there's a huge gap in this area because this is not, this app is not intended for me either. This app is intended for the majority of people now who have a little less knowledge are coming into the space. Well, so I like I, it. I think I, it's cool. I do think that even for the, the guys who are been in the hobby forever. It doesn't they hurt. Want something to pull up really quickly mm -hmm. and see like, oh, did this have any sales? Because it doesn't. I don't think it pulls up everywhere sales from everywhere, like card letter or anything like that. But it at least gives you an idea of, hey, what am I looking at? So, 
No, I think this one's interesting. I think you'll see us do more stuff with them. I don't know if John's going to be in Atlanta. That's another thing. If they're in Atlanta, I think we should do a live demo with them. But we'll do live stuff this week. That's a guarantee for yeah. sure. Okay, so, cool. There's um, no pick from phones. No pick Bobby from Witten phone. Jr. joined us on the YouTube show on Thursday, so it's going to come out Wednesday. Yeah, uh, last week he came on. We pre-recorded it. Yeah, Panini hooked him up. They sent him a mosaic football box, hobby box for him to rip. We're giving that stuff away this week on the YouTube show, but you got to go over there and watch and subscribe. Have we gotten that back in yet? Was there a tracking number when you sent over tracking uh, the mm -hmm. shipping label? I can look it up on my yeah. side. See, yep. if it, see if it's been shipped. Okay. Yeah, because he's shipping it back to us, and then I'll be shipping it off to the winner. Uh, but make sure you check out the YouTube Sports Cards Nonsense. So Bobby Wood will be on the show on Wednesday. We'll get some other celebrity guests coming. And then the week of Super Bowl, starting Wednesday, we're going to have a show every day for at least four or five days in a row. In addition to YouTube Live stuff, we're going to do the, the Ringer, our Ringer podcast from there, uh, that Thursday edition. Monday we'll do here because we don't fly out till Tuesday of the Super Bowl week. Mm -hmm. So we'll just do Monday show like regular. Yep. Thursday uh, from the hotel, from the house we rented, I guess. Yeah. Or maybe even live from the event. It just depends. Yeah, live was, podcasts are not great. Well, I, I had this in my head. Live somewhere, it still has to be you and me, not an audience. I yes. Think. Yeah. yeah. I agree. So um, that'll be a big week, though. But I would yeah, say be big exciting. things are coming. The YouTube show is a very small growth to start. We're really making a focus there and on the podcast. Those are our two big things. Hey. So if we're talking about everything, let's talk about the TikTok that 45,000 views. Well, it's 41. People are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, it's not 45,000, you liar. Of me losing a bunch of money. Uh, but that, I think that's what they loved is the fact that you were honest about like, oh, yeah, it's not always about like your gains. So yep. that's kind of cool, though. Um, that's our biggest one so far. More to come. How um, long have we been recording? 51 minutes. All right, let's hit a couple of mailbag and be done. Mailbag. I can be done right now after that. <laughs> Uh, Stephen Dunbar from the Facebook is Burrow an off-season buy now, and do God. you recommend Burrow's the greatest base? of all time? Burrow's the greatest <laughs> of all time. Uh, base you have to be selective with, but we've seen that not entirely. Yeah, yeah. so we're coming back out of all bases bad. But is he an off-season buy? I, I don't know that you can go wrong with Burrow. I can't say anything bad about him again. Period. Um, Ever. This is also going to kind of relate back to what we were talking about earlier. Uh, Maddie Jolly. Is the Hall of Fame bump already baked into Brady's prices nope. because it's already a foregone conclusion he's getting in? Nope. I mean, you saw the huge... I mean, it was a foregone conclusion he was going to retire at some point, mm -hmm. but then he did and we saw a bump. It's a, Yeah, he'll get in the Hall of Fame. There'll be a bump. You know, he'll do something off the field. It'll be a big thing. There'll be a spike. No. I think Brady's a buy, and I think it's nothing but up from here. Uh, we Maybe momentary lapses, but in general, I think that is his... He's a 401k type guy right now. We haven't heard from Yehuda in a while. Yehuda Rosenblatt. Rosenblatt, sure. With the boost of SGC values in resale, can mm -hmm. we expect the SGC gold label to take off? Right now, it's well below BGS 10 and only slightly above PSA 10. It's tough. So I would tell you this. There's good and bad with the gold label. Let's start with the bad. It doesn't stand out enough to me. Oh. The BGS black label is the most recognizable. It's like unbelievable looking, yeah. right? The gold label is just different. That is the one thing I wish Peter and the guys over at SGC would change. I wish the gold label was like an awesome looking, like just jumps off the page of you. Because if you talk to experts and guys who know their stuff with grading, mm -hmm. they would tell you the SGC gold label is, uh, from a grading standpoint, the most accurate grade and the most difficult to attain. I've seen the SGC gold. I've never gotten a gold label. I haven't seen one in real life, but I've seen, I've actually seen the gold and it just doesn't seem. It's underwhelming. It, well, it it's. I can't really tell. It just seems kind of like faded almost. Not faded, but it's just like it doesn't pop or anything doesn't like pop. that. Now, if you if you go back and look at older stuff, though, 
you know, because with ultra modern, he's right, doesn't hit pristine pricing. With anything 20 years or older, it outsells, I mean, it, yeah, it, with vintage, with anything even close to vintage, it's huge. Okay. But yeah, I wish that's the one thing I wish they would really mess with and make that thing like huge. 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 Uh, Matt Latour, mm-hmm. as a breaker, how much of a new product do you keep to break later? For example, for 2021 Bowman Chrome, how many mm. cases would you slash Eddie hold on to that you'll break in 2023, 24? Yeah, I mean, usually we try to have it on a one-year basis with some of the big stuff. So Bowman, Bowman Chrome, Bowman Draft. Bowman's Best is another one. We may get anywhere from 25 on the low end of Bowman's Best to 75, say, of the other three. Mm-hmm. We'll, bre- we'll hold those over the course of a year and break some. I mean, there's a huge push the first week and the first two weeks. You know, Bowman Chrome, I think between us, we probably got 90 cases. I, I think I still have 10 or 12 left, and it's six months later. So slow bleed, but like Immaculate Football. Stuff like that. We get two, three, four cases. We're ripping them all that week or the week after. Flawless. All that stuff we rip pretty pretty I saw, timely. I saw he was doing 2020, 20, uh, yeah, no, 2020 contenders football last night. That's mine. I sent him my contenders case oh, and my prison case to break. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yep. Um, yeah, I want to know if he does pull anything really big. He pulled that. a gold vinyl Tua auto out of the prism, number to five. Oh, Tua, he's he cool. pulled a Herbert out of contenders, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I do hey, have that sound effect. I'm doing your job, man. I'm doing your job. Game over, man. Game o- We're having a good time. <laughs> We're having a good time. Dusty Slate. Can't say enough about Shut the man. Shut that bird off. Those are crickets. <laughs> Those are the worst crickets. Why is that a sound effect? All right. Um, Carrie Garlock, who we have confirmed... Uh, in the first time she asked a question, you said, no, that's a guy. And I said, I think it's a girl. Well, she has come back and said she is a I, g- girl, and how dare you? I believe you're remembering that wrong, but that's fine. No, I don't think I could ever Check do that. Check the tape, Ronick. With, <laughs> with upper deck so far behind, should that Series 1 baseball and hockey, uh, should Series 1 baseball and hockey that are coming out on the same, that doesn't, uh, we really need <sighs> a good one. Re- yep, next. We're good. Carrie, the sentence doesn't make sense. So should, um, just go to yeah. the next question. I just, or put it up I on the screen. No, it's, I mean, I'm reading it word for word. It just doesn't make sense. Okay. Um, all right, Carrie. Thank you. <laughs> Mike Dube, Doobie, in 2020, uh, or is 2020 the best football rookie class ever? What sealed wax from this class would you hold long-term? Huh, we've talked about that. So if I was going to hold one long-term, I would hold the prism. I, I like prism because I like to hold things where it's not just an auto chase. Like contenders is strictly auto chase. Prism, you can get huge color. If I was going to, I would hold something like Optic, Prism, Mosaic, something like that. Mosaic's actually interesting because it's a first-year Mosaic, so I think that's a good one to hold. Um, Best rookie class ever. It's got to be close. I mean, it's hard to say, too. Let's go with modern era, but you've got two front-line quarterbacks with Herbert and Burrow. I think you have two, you know, seasonal starters with Jalen Hurts, Tua, Jordan Love, I think, is a total non-factor right now, but that could change. Um, Justin Jefferson's obviously an absolute star. Chase Claypool's good. C.D. Lamb's going to be very good. Jerry Judy, I'm still hopeful for. Chase Young is a stud defender for the next decade in the league, I think. And I guarantee I forgot 10 other names that are, are starters. Um, yeah, it's probably going to be in that, in that conversation. Yep. Greg Allison... This is kind of cool. I didn't know that they were doing this. Thoughts on launch of HGA horizontal slabs, innovation and grading for those who have uh, o- who have OS- OCT. Um, have you seen this? 
I'm looking at the picture. Yeah, they're okay. So so overall, I mean, I think it's a very niche thing from a grading company that I don't think the market trusts a whole lot anymore. I would say, though, if you're looking for a car to get graded because you want to display it and it's a it's a PC thing, mm-hmm. take resale value out. I think it's a cool play. But that's all I'd use them for at this point. I wonder if any of the other grading companies will do something like this. I, I do kind of like the... I like that. I mean, BGS does that. With, BGS does that with with booklet holders right now. They're horizontal. Oh, do they? Okay. Um, let's see. Adam Dawson. How long is this question, Adam? I'm right. All right, I, I got you. I believe Jesse has mentioned this before. With Bonds, Clemens, et cetera, not making the haul, does the fact that they will constantly be in debates slash discussed actually help their value? Maybe even more than if they had made it. He gives two good examples, Pete Rose and Joe Jackson. Why are you, are you reading these questions? Yeah, you, you were having a tough time today. I was not place, having so. a tough time. Um, I mean, it keeps them relevant, but the difference is they're also like all-time top fives at their position, all-time greats. So I don't think it hurts. I'm not sure, though, because and I think eventually they get in anyways. But in the meantime, I think it probably helps the fact that they're still in active discussions like that. Yes. Colt Walker, Mike. I would love to hear your thoughts on Raz's and Fatals, Fatals. What? Um, no, just Fatals. That's a regular word. You're not struggling. I've, I've, no. I've never heard of Fatals. Yeah, I've fatal. heard of Raz's. Yeah, so these, in the hobby. Yeah, so they're like lottery type games, chance games. Um, but I, I don't really care much about them. I know a lot of people get involved. I, you know, I think it's just a way for people to try to chase, and and you know, people love the thrill of the chase. So okay. Um, our place in the hobby. I think it's, a, I, I will say the only one, the one real negative I see with them is people use it as an excuse to overcomp and, and get too much money out of their cards. So in that respect, I don't like it, but I thought you weren't a fan of Raz's. Yeah. I mean, it's basically gambling for a card lottery, you know, taking a shot to win a card, a one in 10 chance to win. Well, I mean, and plus like, don't you also have to, even if you're going to enter that, like, I feel like there's so much opportunity for guys to take advantage, like just put in a bunch of crap stuff. And like, there's one that has a decent card. No, you're thinking of something different. Yeah. Raz is just like, like Hey, repacked. Hey, that's a repack for it. Raz is literally just like, Hey, here's a hundred dollar card. Pick a spot below for $10 each. And we're going to random it off. And then whoever's oh. name comes out on top gets that card. Oh, okay. But a lot of times what they'll do is, Hey, here's a hundred dollar card, but okay. Each spot is $15. So they get 150 bucks. I just think people, you uh, overprice a lot of times. I see what you're saying. Okay. Um, let's see. Chris. Felicello. Chris K-R-I-S, by the way. Uh, yeah. That's a solid Chris. Love the show. And all I've learned from you guys since returning to the hobby after being out since high school. The problem is I love to buy but never want to sell. Mike, can you give a brief rundown on the process and pros of using a consigner? And Sports Boy, best place to get affordable Pop Century packs boxes. I mean, if you can find them. Yeah. I mean, I mean at this that's, point. yeah, at this point, it's just kind of hard, but. Um, the retail locations. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the process is like if you go to PC cards, PCSportsCards.com, or if you found five star cards on, on eBay, uh, on eBay, on Facebook, those are the two guys we work with. Generally, you just fill out a quick application like, hey, this is the card, the title, the description. You send it to them and they list it and sell it for you. Um, in general, you pay the same or even a little bit less of fees and they get more eyes because these guys have tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of ratings on eBay. I think there's a lot of pros to it. The cons, you can't exactly control the timing of your card. You know, these guys get a lot of cards in. I want this Joe Burrow card to end Saturday before the Super Bowl. That's not really an option. They, they process stuff as it comes in. So that is the biggest con. But even a lot of that, you can kind of see where they're at with the backlog. 
and like how quick they're posting. And then you can kind of decide, okay, so I need to send borrow in a couple of weeks beforehand. But I think there's a lot of good with it. It also protects you from a lot of chargebacks and other crap. So I, in general, I like, if I don't sell stuff myself, I send it to consigners. Um, who's Chris Carter? <laughs> is that a person I should know? Oh, it no. says James Hummel wants to know, when this is Chris a- Carter going to stop complaining about eBay? Chris Carter is great. Is that a person? Oh, You're, it's an inside joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> Chris Carter, the Canadian, James, the Canadian serial it. killer. He's a legend. Um, Chris Carter's a funny guy. <laughs> uh, uh, I love inside jokes. I hope to be a part of one one day. Good for you, Michael. <laughs> well done, James. Um, James Robles, hopefully a better James question. Any MLB rookies from last year's class that you think will have a bump this upcoming season, if there is one, If LOL. there is a season. Yeah, I mean, Alec Baum is a guy I look at that I think is interesting. His stuff is so cheap for Philly. He came up, played well all through single, double, triple A, and really, really struggled in the bigs. I think he's interesting if he, if they have a season. And Joe Adele's the other guy. I think most people would tell you Joe Adele's a four to five tool talent, just really struggled and had trouble regaining it during the COVID year. Last year had some injuries. I think Adele's a star if he ever gets the opportunity and gets his head back on straight. I think his, his stuff would spike. Okay. Um, that's your mailbag. Don't. Don't you dare. I like this one. Mike Provost has a good question. What's the threshold of a card's value when you send it to Golden instead of a consigner? Wait, where are you seeing this question? There's a ton more questions. Oh, notes? my thing didn't refresh. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Mike, in general, 25000 I think less than that, I go eBay. Over that, I go Golden. I don't like selling small. I wouldn't sell small stuff on Golden in general, though. But I do think as a buyer, there's a good place to buy on Golden because a lot of that stuff goes cheaper. Okay. How many more? Because, oh, yeah, there's a we lot can be, more. Yeah, we can be done. <laughs> you know what we should do? Actually, let's do this so we actually do it. No. No, because I don't know what I'm going to agree to. So oh, gonna, say it, and then I'll tell you if I agree. I think we should commit to doing an Instagram live tomorrow, where we hit the rest of this mailbag and we do a live demonstration of the card shop of the. Um, I'm not doing center stage. Let's do it during the day then. Perfect. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, there's your show Monday episodes. These whole recording before seven a.m. or eight p.m. eight a.m. I like time? it. I don't know. I feel like it's fine. Um, I feel like we joke around less, and that's okay. And I'm not saying it needs to be forced. It's just the energy level, you know. One cup of coffee is not enough for me before 8 a.m. Yeah, get some energy. I I don't think I'm dragging here. Oh, I don't think you're dragging. No, I'm not complaining about the content. You, I would say, though, I've noticed a little bit, and that's, yeah, I I would say you're not as banter-friendly in the mornings this early. I've told you multiple times I don't want to record this early, so this is your fault. I mean, I'm open to options. I don't, I've tried. That's what I'm saying. There's, I don't, I can't think of a better time. We have commitments. (laughs) That's your show. Oh boy. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Brought to you at Sports Cards Nonsense, brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. Ooh, powered by Spotify. You can listen to anywhere you get your stuff. Make sure you check us out on YouTube. So this show will drop today. YouTube will drop on Wednesday with Bobby Witt Jr. And then we'll be back on Thursday with another fantastic podcast. Have a good day. Goodbye. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.